All right, welcome in to Grow Your Know with Kelly's Greens. I've got Kelly and Chad here in the studio with me in the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. I am Clay Edwards. Welcome back, guys. Thanks so much. Thank Good morning. You. Uh, good to see y'all, Chad. We missed you last week. I'm I sure you missed, missed us. I did. I missed you I mean, y'all. obviously you missed us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, but I heard y'all had a good time with a good guest. So we that's did. Good. We had Ken Newberger on, and uh, he is always um, full of information, good information. So, yeah, we had a great time with Ken. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, just if you're new to the show, uh, Kelly's Green is one of the premier or the premier uh, medical marijuana companies here in central Mississippi, located in Jackson, uh, fully vertical and uh, integrated uh, from the growing to distribution to uh, the, um, the shops. Uh, the dispensaries. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, brain fart there. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, th- these guys got it all covered. I, I, again, I had a pleasure of getting to take a tour of the facility here recently and just blown away. It's like, I knew it was going to be nice, but you still just, I don't know if you understand it until you walk through and see what medical grade facility really means and looks right. like. Yeah. It certainly changes your perspective. It, it, um, it, it does. really does. And I know yeah. that so many Mississippians probably suffer from the same thing. And it's, you, you, you know, you think about the, med- the marijuana stuff and you think maybe a little grow room with some purple lights and right. this, that, and the other. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of what Hollywood tells you this is supposed to look like, you know. And then you come see it and you're like, this is not even on my wildest fantasies of how nice this could be. This is not what I was visioning. And, you know, how you guys, you got, your, you got a water well, you had this water filtration system, mm-hmm. just all this stuff, the big air conditioners, the big generators, just all all this to be self-sustaining right. over there. Because, I mean, you got to be, man, if the power goes out or the water goes out, and just the investment you've made is the moral of my story here. Right. The investment you guys have made into Jackson, uh, as much crap as I give Jackson, I have to commend y'all on what mm-hmm. you're doing. And I think the medical marijuana industry has a real opportunity to right. help save Jackson. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and the other part of that is the investment in creating quality products, because to create a quality product that you're asking a patient to put in their body requires that we control that environment from seed to sale. Yeah. And so it is so important that, that we have safety in mind at all steps. And that's, that, that's what you have to have to do that. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. And I, I, you know, I've heard and I, I echo that. I hear Chad say that sometimes. That I think you cannot, we can't make that point strongly enough. Is that um, if if I if I'm expecting or asking or hoping that um, I, we are going to provide a, a product that my loved ones, friends, family, whomever are going to put in their body to uh, mitigate suffering. Well, absolutely, uh, it better be quality. It better be safe. It better be effective. All of those things. Um, and so our, our system was designed to do just that. So, yeah. um, and, and we love, you know, uh, you just, I'll just say about Jackson. I know I've, I've said this. I won't, I won't beat a dead horse. I grew up in Jackson. I'm a lifelong Mississippian, born and raised here. Raised my kids here. Still raising my youngest kid here. Um, had my first grandbaby here. <laughs> and my children stayed here. So um, we are devoted Mississippians. And um, grew up in Jackson, like I said. And uh, we think that this state has great things to offer. We are excited to be here. We're excited to create jobs here. We're um, excited to be where we are in uh, Jackson. And so, yeah, we're, we, we think it's great. We think it's fantastic. Well, I just uh, extend a thank you. No. Oh, you know, well. from, from, You're welcome. From, You're, from, <laughs> from, You're very welcome. From everybody to y'all because I, I, think it's a, uh, I think it's a great place to invest when, when people kind of get out of the way and let people do what they do. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. All right, so today on the show, if y'all don't know, uh, 
there. Both both of our guests here, or my co-hosts, should I say, on the, during this hour, are, are lawyers by trade, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so the, the, they understand the way these laws work probably better than anybody else currently in the business that I know of. So we thought, what a great opportunity for an educational show to discuss the medical marijuana laws, uh, you know, how this is going to work. And the number one question we get asked, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've already kind of done a show about it, but uh, we're really going to break it down today, sure. is the gun stuff. Right. My, my, yeah. Can they take my guns? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think know. that was the very first call in mm-hmm. when we did the first show was about guns. And, and Kelly, now we do. We get lots of messages all the time about firearms and, you know, are they going to come take my guns? And then even, you know, some more particular ones about how will this infect my um, enhanced concealed carry um, or whatever. And so we're going to try to break that down from a state level to a federal level and then um, sort of talk about some of the things that our act has in place and then some of the things that, you know, the federal government is also trying to and there's, do. And there's been right. a case, there's been a ruling That's now right. that should uh, uh, positively yes. affect this. Yeah, we've got a couple. We've got, um, we've got a couple cases that we're going we're gonna to talk about and how they, uh, how they, you know, impact this issue. Um, and, and yeah, so you're right. We do have, we have a really, we have one good one where a federal judge has agreed on that. Um, and, uh, and I, I'll go back to what Chad was just saying a moment too. The the three questions that, that I know that we get asked is number one, uh, you know, how does this impact my right to possess and own a gun? Just very simple. And, and usually it's, 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 uh, it's asked us, uh, asked to us, uh, like, Hey, can they come get my guns? Um, but you know, essentially, can you own a gun? Can you possess a gun if you have a medical marijuana card or if you use medical marijuana? And the second part of that is always, well, what about my concealed carry? Um, and then the, the, the next part is always, well, what about my enhanced concealed carry? And so, um, we really wanted to, to bring all the information that we can and talk about that issue today. It seems to be very confusing to people. It, people seem to be, um, very concerned about it. Uh, and, and of course they would be because, um, number one, we're, we're Mississippi and we believe in our, uh, our Second Amendment right very strongly. Um, and, uh, and so I absolutely can relate to that concern and I hope that we can alleviate some of that concern. I hope that we can give some people some good information. Um, and as always, as we, we'll mention at the end, if anybody has questions or concerns, anything, we're always happy to, to, um, you know, to reach out. Uh, for them to, to respond if they wanted to reach out and ask us a question after the show or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the, se- uh, the Second Amendment, the gun thing in Mississippi completely transcends political stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I know everybody on both sides, you know, or, or, or gun-loving fanatics. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's something that we, we can all come together on, and I think we all have a mutual interest in in uh, protecting our gun rights and, and sure. whatnot here. Right. And it, it's something that I don't think people are going to argue about. Uh you know, one of the things, so what we're going to try to do today is eliminate the gray area on this. Right. And kind of like, these are black and white. This is the way the law reads. This is what you guys uh, believe to be the law or, or how it's interpreted and whatnot. Uh, so one of the things that, and I'll kind of kick it off with a question, I guess, mm-hmm. sure. is I get told, well, when you fill out the when you, when you fill out the questionnaire, I guess, when you do your background check and it asks, mm-hmm. do you do drugs or marijuana, whatever, whatever that, what is the question? Okay. Well, it's, it's it's a very specific question mm-hmm. and, and it relates directly back to the Gun Rights Act of 1962. Mm-hmm. And the actual question is, are you an unlawful user or addicted to 
marijuana, or any other depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. Well, unlawful right there tells you. <clears throat> but, that, but it, it goes on there. So there's, there's a, a warning, warning there's a right warning. behind it. Right. And the warning is the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medical or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. And so that is the full text of the question number 30 on that firearm form. And so so this is to purchase a a firearm, obviously. From from a gun dealer. I mean, so this is the form that you fill out to purchase. And I think that's important because we want to keep what you possess right now versus what you may be able to purchase in the future because we get, are they going to come take my guns? Mm -hmm. This form or this question in no way affects what you already have. That's right. That's a huge distinction. Or your ability to buy from an individual. Oh, right, right. right. This is only on the federal form. That's right. And that's a huge distinction. I think it's an important distinction, probably one of the most important distinctions that we'll talk about. Absolutely. Because when people say, can they come get my guns? No, there's nothing, I mean, you know, there's nothing in the, that I interpret in any law, whether it be uh, federal or state, that would ever allow anybody to come get your guns. I mean, well, certainly over medical, specifically as we're talking about uh, medical marijuana. So, um, so it's a huge distinction. There's nothing in the law that impacts someone's ability to have what they have. It is all about purchasing a firearm from a, from from a dealer who you have to fill out this form for. So that's it. Um, that's the whole issue right there. And the question that accompanies that issue is whether or not it is constitutional. Um, and so we've got several things that sort of are going on with this issue about whether or not this is constitution- this, these, this language is constitutional. And the things that we see at play are, of course, the Second Amendment and the Constitution, right? Obviously, that's the biggest thing we see, which, by the way, I think is one of, it's one of the most highly regarded constitutional rights. It is fundamental. It um, is. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, one of, the, one of the very first things when, you know, I hear people throw around, oh, my First Amendment right, my Second Amendment right, all that, as I always go, do you know what it actually says? <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Like, True. like, like, yeah. like, you know, you, you think about that and what the Second Amendment actually says. It's one sentence <laughs> and that's it. And it's a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And right. so when you look at it in a historical context, we had just broken away from England. Right. I mean, we're, we're trying to have right. a, well, you know, to protect our free state. But what's interesting and why cases are so important, because that's it. That's, that's right. all the text we have for the amendment. Mm-hmm. So now our courts have to interpret, interpret and apply that to whatever. So and, we and malicious get, become a dirty word. Correct. I, got, I got kicked off of Facebook for 30 days for a title to podcast. We should start a militia. And I won't be able to load this to YouTube now because I said the word. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I can under I can assume that it's made it's made depicting that right. or inter- interpreting that very complicated because militias are now frowned upon. Right, right, and 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 that's because people misuse it. 
You know, sure. you have good people that could have a great militia, then you yeah. have horrible people. And unfortunately, the horrible ones that are the ones that are in the news. Yeah. Right. And so that's how a word becomes dirty. That's right. And, and on top so, of that, yeah. I think we see, we see like, just like you said, the use of language changes over time. I mean, if you look at back at Shakespeare, you read some Shakespeare, I mean, nobody knows what they're saying now. Yeah, <laughs> because right. language has changed over time. And unfortunately, we have a change. We have a, a, a difference in use in language now than we did when this, um, when the Constitution was, when that particular amendment was, was drafted. Um, but so, so Chad is right. So we have courts that are going to come back and interpret this and tell us what it means. And, right. Um, and how it expands. That's so, right. So what all it covers and, and, and how it expands and how we apply that in different contexts and how the court interpreting it can lead to legislation the next go round of saying, hey, let's clean this up or let's let's see how they hey, how they interpreted that law to this set of facts and, and, and see what should happen. Right, and so it's sort of like a, a cycle of yeah. that. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take our first break, sure. and okay. we come back. Let's dive into it. And actually, yep. and it's clear that if I got kicked off YouTube for saying it, not not uh, not Facebook, I remember <laughs> I, get, I I stay in social media jail all the time, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to had to balance out which one I'm in this week. All right, this is Grow Your Know with Chad and Kelly from Kelly's Greens and Clay Edwards. We'll be right back live on 103.9 WYAB. All right, welcome back into Grow Your Know with Kelly's Greens. I got Kelly and Chad here in the studio with me. I am Clay Edwards. We're live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. And from the, after listening to those commercials, it sounds like we might be uh, broadcasting live from the Tom's Fried Pies <laughs> loca- <laughs> loca- location uh, right out there in Richland later. Man, those sound great, don't they? Mm-hmm, they do. Yeah, they sound awesome. Heck yeah. All right, so... Again, we're uh, with Kelly's Greens. One of the things we've been talking about, or the thing we've been talking about, is the guns and your medical marijuana card. So I'm just going to let you guys pick up where we left off there. Sure. Yeah. And um, so do we want to yep. start with what our Cannabis Act says? Yeah. I think, I think that's a great start. I think I'll just we'll run down very quickly before you yeah. read the law. So just to, just to go back and mention sort of what's at play with this issue, we've got the Constitution, which we just mentioned. We've also got uh, the federal law, which is the Gun Rights Act of 1962. Not mm-hmm. five. I messed that up a minute ago. Um, and... Uh, uh, Mississippi law, the Cannabis Act. Right. Um, and then we have two lawsuits on the federal level that play into this as well. Uh, well in fact, really are driving this issue at the moment. So, um, so yeah, so we can go back to, let's talk about, uh, sure. we'll start with you, with your language. Jack. So with our act that was put in place in February of last year, we have a specific section built into our Cannabis Act um, under discrimination. And what it actually says is a registered qualifying patient or a registered caregiver um, designated by that patient shall not be denied the right to own, purchase, or possess a firearm, firearm accessory, or ammunition based solely on his or her status as a registered qualifying patient or registered, uh, registered designated caregiver. So no state or local agency, municipality, or county governing authority shall restrict, revoke, suspend, or otherwise infringe upon the right of a person to own, purchase, or possess a firearm, firearm accessory, or ammunition, or any related firearms license or certification based solely on his or her status as a registered qualifying patient. So what they're, what they're meaning is, is like, we don't have a state agency. So for your concealed carry, enhanced concealed carry through our Department of Public Safety or whatever, um, it sort of has that state pr- protections in there. So you can't be discriminated against. 
what what the big sort of hoopla or all that is is right now is that still it is still federally illegal. Um, mm-hmm. There's been lots of legislation um, in the country to try and change some of that. There was a, a bill this term um, in the U.S. Congress to try and go ahead and um, make it very very clear that marijuana. Is, is you cannot basically trying to change question 30 on that form. Um, I think it died. I mean, we've seen this almost every session. I think since we had some of these states coming on board with the medical marijuana or recreational marijuana programs. So again, we were number 38 in the country to have a medical marijuana program or a marijuana program. Yeah. So, um, so again, this is not just a, Oh, look up Mississippi's having a mess. Cause we don't know how to deal with this. We have 37 other states that have been dealing with this as well and, and, and it's just got to be confusing from how do you enforce it or not right you know, i mean not, whether you agree with it or not it, it, it's got to be creating chaos right in every well, state and the fact that it's not shows that they're not prosecuting it and they're yeah. not following through with it because we would have a million right. lawsuits <laughs> with, right. with 37 other states with people not being able to purchase a firearm right. or, or whatever and so again it sort of shows the the you know Federal prosecutors and federal courts are not jumping in on this and and running around and, you know, doing that. So I think it's important to go back to that distinction. I just want to continue to to mention that distinction. It is not a state issue. So what we now know is that not only is it not a state issue, but Mississippi holds this this our Second Amendment right so strongly uh, and so protectively that they put language into our Cannabis Act that protects Second Amendment rights of Mississippians who are cardholders or caregivers uh, as related to medical marijuana. And I just want to continue to repeat that so people understand um, there is you are protected under Mississippi state law. So don't let the fear of not being able to purchase a gun stop you from getting your medical marijuana card. I, I mean, well, I'm not going to give legal advice. I just think it's important that we talk about what this really means. And so. For example, we now know that there is state protection. So there is no, there's, you, you, not only are you not going to lose your guns on the state level, they are protected. Your Second Amendment right is protected in the act. So then we go to what the real problem is, as Chad has pointed out, or the real vague part or the ambiguous part of the gray area is this federal language. And that was, I think, and he read it initially with the, with the language uh, and the warning on it, which was part of the Gun Rights Act of 1962. So, um, that's where the real problem is, and right. we have that issue being taken up in federal courts right now. Um, and again, I think it's important to say we were number thirty-eight, so and it's a thirty-eighth state, right? I mean, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And so this people, this this issue, uh, this is not, you know, this is not, this, this is right. And the other thing is, is that the wheels of justice are very, 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 very slow. Right. So, um, which is, which is amazing that we did have some case law come out in last month in February, um, that seemed to stem from the arrest on, on like the year before on 2022, which was mind boggling to me that we got there so fast. So again, you know, by the time it gets to a federal appeals court or to the United States Supreme Court, I mean, years and years have passed from, from the incident or whatever. So again, I think that what you see is sort of this trickle down effect now Mm -hmm. of, you know, all these courts and judges and lawyers, we're always looking at case law, especially federal case law that may have some broad sweeping um, thing. And so what you're seeing now is this, you know, affirmation by the courts that says 
hey, I don't, you know, just because they're using marijuana, recreationally or medically, that is not enough for the government to infringe upon a citizen's rights. That's a fundamental right under our Constitution. And so you're starting to see that, which I love because when you look at the Gun uh, Gun Rights Act of 1962, you have to put it in context of what was happening in the late 50s and early 60s with sort of this broad sweeping nationwide movement of, you know, rock and roll music and drugs and alcohol. And so it is such a sort of broad act that was adopted. And again, it has that same sort of I call it really ridiculous broad language that it says, are you an unlawful user or addicted to? And then it names all these things. Well, that's really hard to answer if you're addicted to something. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like that's just like a major, you know, to me, that's just so open to interpretation. But again, that's why I always like to look at the context of it. And again, there are some great, great, great legislators, even in this state, too, that are, are really trying to look at that controlled substance list, which – Ours is phenomenally long in Mississippi, which includes everything on the controlled substance list, like amphetamine. So if you're on Adderall, <laughs> you know, you may not be an unlawful loose, uh, user. Are you addicted to it? It is a controlled substance under our on our law. If you are on oxycodone, that's also in the controlled substance list. There's just – there are so many sort of – gray areas in that context that, that that i think you know it's hard to check a box <laughs> literally yeah. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah and and i think too um one of the arguments has always been uh and we'll talk about this in in uh, just a second with with some of these lawsuits but um is that any any interpretation that continues this this um this 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 language that says hey this is not okay really encourages people to lie I mean, it always has. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Do, do we? I mean, I don't know anybody that w- that's ever. Well, I don't, I don't, everybody that I know, you can calm down. I'm not fixing the same names, but the point is, is you know, people people go in and just mark a box. Yeah. I mean, really, like I, I don't know that there's any any difference in that now. Um, in right. other conversations we've had, because I've had this conversation a lot on this show for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not going to ask y'all to answer this, but most people just the 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 end the end game is just don't mark yes on that box. You know, it, it's like no. Right. Yeah. Well, let me just say, <laughs> you know, like, as a lawyer, don't I, you, can, you cannot lie to the federal government. Yes. I'm not. I'm not giving advice. That is that is Absolutely general not. general right. Lie. Uh, But but it's interesting. I I do want to get to the lawsuits. We've got two lawsuits where these this language is being interpreted by federal judges. So the first one uh, was uh, I think it's the uh, the former ag commissioner of Florida. Nikki, is it freed or fried? I'm I'm not sure how we pronounce it. I I apologize, Nikki, if I'm if I'm slaughtering your name. She's going to call in. I mean, uh, (laughs) okay, so. Um, that's why I went ahead and apologized. She's say, it's fried, like a fried pie. <laughs> like a fried pie. <laughs> <laughs> Yummers. So, um, so uh, but we have the, we have, uh, we have the former uh, Florida AG commissioner who filed a lawsuit against the uh, federal government, the DOJ, saying this is unconstitutional. Um, and so uh, that was the first lawsuit that, that came on. Um, the the federal judge on that lawsuit um, that was a civil a, a civil case uh, the judge said um, that was dismissed against the the government however it went up for appeal and is currently going through the appeal process now okay so then fast forward we have another case this is a criminal case uh, this was an individual 
Um, and this uh, this is huge. This is great because in this case, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but in this case, the federal judge, this was just, uh, the opinion was just released or the, the decision was just released in February. Um, the federal judge found that the language in the law was unconstitutional, that you cannot infringe on uh, a person's Second Amendment right because they uh, use our medical marijuana or because they have a medical marijuana card. Um, and so that's huge. We don't know where that's going, whether the DOJ will or, or, the, or the federal government will appeal that or not. But um, but it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great decision. Uh, it was a well thought out decision, and it certainly was consistent with the protections um, of the uh, of the Constitution and our Second Amendment rights, and it was also consistent with the Mississippi con- the Mississippi protections that are put in with cannabis. Not that they they don't have anything to do with one another, but it, they are consistent. Um, and I think it speaks loudly to uh, the coming approach to medical marijuana and guns. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it is. It's a great opinion for a lot of reasons. And one of the things I love about it, it's 54 pages long. Um, It's out of Oklahoma. But what this judge does is give a historical sort of timeline and and, and even cites some case uh, some cases that we had um, from the 1600s in colonial law, uh, even before we we became a, a country. Yeah. yeah. And so but the funny thing was there was only like seven cases that sort of dealt with this. And of course, like the older cases are like, you know, shouldn't have a gun if you were under intoxicating liquor or or shouldn't uh, shouldn't be able to fire a firearm at a wedding or a funeral because they were worried about not being able to hear um, Indian <laughs> attacks, you know, so they wouldn't be able to hear the warning shots if people were just like firing off their guns like, yeehaw, we got married. And so they're like, fire. anyway, it, it, it's a very, very interesting read um, if you want to take the time for that. But what he does is he breaks down, you know, when we tell someone they cannot purchase or possess a firearm what are we trying to do? Protect the public from something? And I mean, he goes down through all the discriminatory procedures that have been in place. You know, at, at one point, Catholics couldn't own guns. And he breaks all that down. Um, he breaks down, you know, the mentally ill, a propensity for, for violence. Anyway, so it's a really cool. And w- when we come back from the break, I can tell you about um, some of that. And then we can talk about where they can find it if they want to read it. Yeah, yeah. Look, and, and at the end of the day, just because I want to take a medicine at my house, I should not have to give up my right to protect my home. I right. mean, at the end of the day. All right, yep. let's take a break real quick. This is Grow Your Know. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Welcome back in to Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green. And I'm sitting here in the Mac Hiker Fluid Studios with Kelly and Chad with Kelly's Green. And we are discussing your gun rights, your Second Amendment right, and medical marijuana, and how those intersect, and can, uh, and what we're doing about it, or what the, what is being done about it, and you know, basically, kind of answering the question: Can you uh, purchase a farm and have a medical marijuana card in Mississippi? And uh, the overwhelming answer seems to be yes, you can. But uh, things are moving fast, and things are changing, and uh. I'm going to let Chad pick it back right. up. Yeah. Well, certainly nothing in the law, federally or state, in any way infringes upon the guns that you own right now. Right. So, so I, I keep wanting to make that distinction yep. because, you know, you may think to yourself, oh, well, of course. But we do have so many people saying or asking, are they going to come get my guns? And so, again, it, it comes up enough to be like, well, we have to – emphasize this point nothing 
says that they can ever come and take your guns just because you have one. What we're dealing with right now is the federal form for purchasing that firearm and their warning. And and luckily, um, one of your callers or friends texted, and I think I'd said question 30. It is 21G on that form. Um is that right? Twenty one G. 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 Yes, mm-hmm. and so on, and that is on that uh, form four four seven three, the the firearm transaction form. And so again, you know, I just want to make that distinction because I'm trying to, as much as we can, explain like lawyers do <laughs> the law. You know, like one of the one of the very you know first things I remember sitting in law school first year and. One of my professors said, you know you're dealing with a lawyer when you ask a question and they respond, it depends. And, and, and that is it, so but true. But everything depends on because, something. Because, yeah, there are so many factors that come into play with some of this. So, yes, we are dealing with a situation where it is still federally illegal. Okay, can I, a little myth buster here. Yeah. One of the things that gets asked a lot or brought up a lot on here is, well – they can act. They they'll have access even if they don't go to buy a gun from a gun store and fill out that form. Well, they're going to have the federal government, the ATF, is going to have access to the list of people who are medical marijuana card holders, and that's when they can come take my guns. Will the federal government, aside conspiracy theory and stuff aside, will the federal government have access to people who are medical marijuana card holders in Mississippi? I was no, no. I mean, no. there's I mean, nothing that I know, we have, no reason uh, that I know of that they that they would. Nothing, but, nothing intersects. But honestly, yeah. If well, I, I if I get pulled over and they run an NCIC or a background check or anything like that uh, on the side of the road, um, there's nothing that's going to tell them that I'm a medical marijuana. Are you talking card about the federal holder, government? Period. The federal government or the state? Well, well, I'm just telling you that these are the questions that we get asked here a lot, and it's going to be because people are going to say, "Well, state, you know." They just, the people do not believe that the state's not going to enforce the federal law. Like, if I get pulled over in Rankin County, by Rankin County, yes, so. Well, they can't. Well, they can't. I was fixing to say, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it all goes separate. back to, that's right, it's number one, it, it all goes back to what jurisdiction you're in. So, yeah. for example, if you are charged with a federal crime, or you are sued on a federal cause of action, you will go to a federal court. Right. Yep. If you are If you are charged with a state crime... Or sued for a state cause of action, and there's no there's no basis to remove it to federal court. Then you will be in a state court, and there there won't be in that situation. There's not going to be a scenario where the state will apply federal law. Yep. If I'm, so, does that make sense? That's right. Yeah. No, one hundred percent does. And again, just a little myth busting here. I yeah. understand this, but yep. again, we get a lot of people sure. who, who just right. they just don't believe it. But so if if, if Clay Edwards is driving through Rankin County. And I have my medical marijuana <laughs> prescription and card, and I have my AR-15 sitting on the front seat. That that cop can't do anything. He cannot arrest me for having marijuana and my gun. Well, unless will, you're doing something else. I mean, yeah. I, was I mean, like if, if you just ran a red light, well, if yeah, you're yeah. swerving yeah. all over the road, if you're if impaired, you, but for those somebody, two individual things I mean, together yeah. alone, right? Well, yeah. first of all, the, well. So what comes in my head automatically is that you can't just get pulled over for nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we all have probable cause. <laughs> like, like, like we all have to, that's the yeah. you know, Chad. and so it's sort of like, well, well, wait a minute. You know, that's why I'm always like, it depends. Well, it does depend. Because <laughs> number one, it depends on whether or not you, you are possessing that gun legally other, uh, notwithstanding the medical marijuana issue. Are sure. you possessing the gun legally? Is it in your car legally? Yeah. And number two, are you possessing your card 
legally. And so I, I, I think that, you know, once again, going back to the lawyer in me, but it, it does matter. Facts matter. And so if you are doing everything legally, you have your card legally and you have or your product legally and you have your gun legally, then in, uh, under the state protection, there's no there's no ba- I would I would submit to you based on the interpretation thus far. There's no there's no basis to do anything to is charge there, you with anything. Is but, there a database for them to conf- to confirm uh, the authenticity of cards if you do get pulled over with medical marijuana? Like, 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 you know, if they, if they run your driver's license, they can tell if you have warrants. Can they can they run your medical marijuana card there and s- confirm its well? I mean, authenticity. We have they, to run everybody's medical marijuana right. card as a dispensary right. owner. We Absolutely. have to run them too. Yeah. Like, sure. we have to know that it's valid. We have to know that it's not counterfeit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, like that seed to sell tracking that everyone has to use in this state. If you are in this program. Everyone has to use it. Disposal people, testing right. people, everybody. Sure. So yes, I mean we have to do the same thing. Okay. I mean, I, I, you know, they're they're not like pulling the database and going, oh, ha ha, we see Clay Edwards got a card. Let's go get that right. AR fifteen. Right. You know, like 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 you know, I I think that's it. The other thing that I think is just sort of if you're not in the weeds on this, is that <laughs> you're welcome. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> is our federal court system is so very limited to citizens. You know, like, mm-hmm. you just can't run out and file a federal lawsuit. I mean, you know, you've got to meet all these jurisdictional requirements. Right. It has to have a federal question, you know, it, or it has to be over a certain amount. Um, or there's some diversity of citizenship between somebody in another state. So, again, our federal courts aren't sitting here housed in Mississippi going, all right, we need to drum up some more cases. You know, like, 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 like they're the opposite. I mean, and, and a lot of times they're more like, nah, that's a state court issue. Right. Keep it in yeah. state court. And this, yeah. this is stuff so, I yeah. find really interesting because, yeah. you know, when you do two hours of radio a day, three hours of radio, and you get these broad ranging topics, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I hate to use the word misinformation in a bad, t- I don't mean it in a bad way. No. But there's so much information out there. What's real? What's not? Where's, the, where does the truth lie in the middle a little bit? Oh, no. right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the other thing is, is like, why would you know all of that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, 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 right. like, like, like nobody except, you know, me and Kelly and a bunch of nerds are sitting around looking at, you know, federal law right. books. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, you just wouldn't necessarily know unless you're sort of going through right. something and you've been in that court. And right. then, and then by then you're like, man, I wish I would have known this. Before. Well, that's yeah, that would have been nice. Well, that's what's great about being able to do this show with you all and, and these listeners out there. I really want them to appreciate the fact that we have two lawyers here that are also own a medical marijuana company. And I mean, they are as heavily vested into this as anybody. And they want to make sure they're, they're They want to make sure they interpret it correctly. So to be able to answer these questions, ask these questions to y'all and get answers is, a, I think it's a great opportunity for everybody that's listening and tuning in. So I really appreciate y'all doing well, thank this. Thank you. Yeah, well, we enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's uh, it's it's and it's interesting. And and the other part of it is it's necessary. Like this is an issue that people want to know about, and um, and so I think you know I think people should be out there trying to figure it out and um. It, because you know we we have to go forward with this industry. We're, we will go forward with the industry, and it's not. It's certainly we are concerned with Mississippi. But like I said, we were thirty eight, so um, we were number thirty eight. So so more than half of this country is in favor of this. Mm-hmm. So uh, is in favor of of uh, cannabis use. Um, at, at the very least, for medicinal purposes, some of those uh, are, have gone on to recreational. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about medicinal use mm-hmm. of cannabis. 
Um, and so that, uh, that, 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 that little nugget gets lost in all this a lot. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does just from a public perception standpoint and all that. We just think that this is going to be right around and get high and listen to, listen to your radio all day. Right. Kind of, kind of stuff. Right. And that's just not the case. No. That's with right. The, with this. And, uh, I want to go back to this, to the judges ruling very quickly. Just, uh, I know, um, I won't go into how many pages is it? 54. Okay, I'm not going to read the 54 pages. <laughs> You're welcome. Page one. <laughs> no, <I'm good>. <laughs> <laughs> but we, okay. I, if you'll send me a link to it, I will share it to the Save Jackson yeah, page. Yeah, I will. Can go find it. Yep. Uh, but I will just mention just very briefly, federal law prohibiting marijuana users from possessing firearms is unconstitutional, is what the federal judge found. Um, uh, concluding citing last year's U.S. Supreme Court ruling that significantly expanded gun rights. I think that's an important point to show here is that we did have a U.S. Supreme Court ruling last year that expanded gun rights that this federal judge relied on. Um, he, uh, in, uh, in doing so, he dismissed an indictment against a man charged in August with violating that, the ban that saying it infringed his right to bear arms under the Second Amendment. Uh, the judge said that while the government can protect the public from dangerous people possessing guns, it could not argue that this particular litigant's uh, that the mere status as a user of marijuana justifies stripping him of his fundamental right to possess a firearm. He said uh, using marijuana was, quote, not in and of itself a violent, forceful, or threatening act, end quote, and noted that uh, Oklahoma is a number one, is one of a number of states where the drug still legal under federal law can be legally, still illegal, excuse me, still illegal under federal law can be legally brought for medical uses. So I think this is uh, an important, um, I think this is an important step in the right direction. Um, and there's no question, um, you know, in looking at, I think the, the, the reasoning was, was clear too. There's, there's nothing about, you know, as a practical matter, nothing about a, a medical marijuana user that's, that's dangerous, threatening. Uh, I mean, that if you said that, you'd have to say that every, every medicinal user is threatening. Chat, yeah. Hold, hold that thought. Yep. Okay. We'll come back from the break and let you close this out. This is Know Your Grow with Kelly's Greens. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. All right, welcome back in as we land the plane here on this week's episode of Grow Your No. I'm just going to pass the mic right back to Chad where we left off and let them land the plane for us. So, so something just really, really quick. I, I did want to point out in our Cannabis Act, um, they are required to keep um, the information uh, confidential. It's not even subject to a public records request. They had to establish a call-in number mm-hmm. that law enforcement, and that we can use. We use the same number mm-hmm. just to verify that a card is valid in the cardholder's name. Right. So that's the only thing I know about a quote a registry or whatever right. is, is that is in our act specifically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's like, how. Yeah, I would agree. I don't. I don't know of anything other than that. So. Um, did want to just wrap up very quickly. Sure. So I think the three questions we said at the beginning was uh, what we get is right to possess our own, right to conceal carry, and enhance carry. And I think that we talked about the right to possess. Clear distinction here. This letter, federal language doesn't impact that at all. The question is, can you buy from a uh, – how do you answer that question on the federal form? I think we now have a federal judge that says that's unconstitutional. We'll see where that goes. But for right now, that's a great place to be. Um, uh, again, on the concealed carry and the enhanced carry, uh, as far as Mississippi goes, um, looking at the application on that, it's it's not impacted by this, lo- by this language either. Right. All right, guys. Look, great show this week. I appreciate you. 
podcast will be available here shortly. Make sure you're going to follow Kelly's Green Inc. on Facebook. And uh, I will share that uh, 54-page uh, ruling also on the Save Jackson page. I'll see you all tomorrow. Jameson Haygood next. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.